Welcome to the Adversity to Advantage podcast. This is the place to learn how to get through your worst rock bottom and start to embrace adversity. I'm your host, Petra Belzebor. I'm a therapist and a life coach, but my biggest learning is from my own rock bottom. My story includes being raised in a cult, dealing with depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, and alcoholism. But along the way, I've learned to turn my entire life around to one of success, joy, and fulfillment. So in this podcast, I'll be talking to people from all walks of life who've done the same. I'll be teasing out the skills and tools necessary, as well as using my own experience to teach you how to turn your adversity into your biggest advantage. Welcome everyone to the Adversity to Advantage podcast. Today, we're privileged to have with us Natalia Talkovsky. Have I said that correctly? Welcome to the show. <laughs> Not really, but please that's can totally you say fine. it? Can you say it? <laughs> Natalia Talkovska. But you know what? The funny thing is, Talkovsky is a male surname version in my country, oh. and females have ah in the end. So there you go. A fun fact about Polish surnames. Fun fact. Maybe it's the masculine energy you bring into business, yeah. right? Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Um, so, so N- Natalia is the founder of Natalka Design, um, which is a creative agency specializing in visual storytelling. Um, Philip in the blanks for our listeners. Uh, tell us a bit about what you do and what you're passionate about at the moment. Yeah. So, I mean, what you said is perfect. Uh, in short, I think what I'm passionate about and I'm asked to do more and more looking at the kind of history of what we've been doing is how to engage the audience. And that's kind of, it comes to whether that's the internal audience at your company that needs to be a bit more engaged, excited for the next plan strategy or something like that to the kind of public facing companies where the audience would be all the people that follow your work and all the speakers and all the people that come to your events. So basically we're often asked, how can we make these people click more? How can we make these people buy from us? How can we win this pitch? How could we make this workshop into something more exciting and creative? And how can we, for example, plan this kind of new strategy for the next three years with you and create something visual and exciting? So these are the kind of, let's say, angles that we cover. So basically, let's say we're known for clever ways on how to kind of get people engaged. Notice you, exactly. Yeah, yeah. notice you. I mean, you, it sounds like you're excited about what you do. How, how long have you been, been running your business? So now it will be over six years. I always get a notification from LinkedIn around February that it's been another year. Wow. So that's kind of how I keep up to date. But yeah, it's been kind of six years now. Yeah. So, so is, that, is it fair to say you're past the absolute anxiety stage of starting your own business? No, I think the anxiety what? is always there. It just grows. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would say, you know what? Uh, I will uh, say that um, kind of growing my business around the old street area, roundabout tech and all that community. Uh, people said that when you are kind of over the three years, that's when you no longer should call yourself a startup. Okay. But I think, you know, the anxiety and the care and everything that just like, it's always there. It's just it's different now, right? Because you kind of worry and <laughs> plan on different things and you worry about a few more people exactly around you than just yourself. So yeah. Interesting. Well, I'm sure I'm going to glean some tips from you because I've recently jumped fully into my own business as well. Um, so, so I'm in the early anxiety stage of just going, oh, if there I like are... how you call it, early anxiety early stage. Early anxiety stage where... <laughs> phase so, one. Phase one of anxiety where yeah, exactly. you work all hours and kind of every once in a while realize that you've forgotten to breathe. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the stage I'm in, but so many exciting opportunities. Like I don't oh, re- God, yeah. regret a minute of it, but I'm just going, Hmm, how does one manage phase one? And, and, but phase two or three might not be well, any better. They're just different. 5 PM or 6 PM need anymore. Like how do I, you know, just stop working. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. What's the cutoff point? How do I create balance? Which is interesting because it's a lot of the work that I do is around balance, uh, well-being, mental health. Like how do people look at, look after themselves? But, mm. uh, but I'll hands up. I am now in the thick of it fully myself. So Good. Uh, I know. Watch the space. Um, watch the space. Watch the space. I'm going to be asking you questions because um, people do know that every time I interview, I always learn something myself. That's part of the, the draw, I think, for me. I think that just like is the best plan. Like, you know, if you can as well take something for yourself out of it, that's the best. It's great. And then whatever people get out of it is, is also amazing. Um, yeah, which, which they seem to be, which is cool. So um, give our listeners, uh, give us a little bit of context to, you know, your, your childhood. What was it like growing up? Did, did your parents and maybe the education system prepare you for the real world? No, <laughs> no. I like to be very quick like yeah. that because, you know, I always say, which kind of version do you want? The kind of espresso version, the tea version or the whole evening version with a wine. Um, <laughs> but in very short, no, not at all. I, I, I always laugh that people shouldn't even hire me up till now because I've never even studied art or anything like that. So, like, I'm not even, you know, kind of prepared for this world, to be fair with you. But... Um, yeah, growing up in Poland, you know, uh, amazing childhood couldn't, you know, have a better one in terms of how, uh, my mom prepared myself and my brother for this world. Uh, but, uh, it's one of those places where you don't get to kind of almost choose what you want to study. So the things that you, um, study are the prepared, uh, kind of, let's say different subjects like English or doctor or lawyer or something like that. Forget about Uh, being a character designer maybe one day for Disney or something like that which was my ultimate dream always (laughs) was it already from from a young age (laughs) yes it was either a backup dancer for Beyonce or Disney character animation for uh yeah for for these guys or Pixar so So (laughs) (laughs) you're still in the market exactly so uh but you know I I always say like never complain nothing like that so I feel like every single route that I took brought me to certain place that I am right now Mm. and thanks to me studying for example English which I went for because I also loved it thank god I can talk to you yeah um and you know and then going for studies uh, in London to do my translation studies from English to Polish and the other way around I definitely, my brain was very much um, trained to think on the spot, be very focused in a specific uh, time frame and just kind of react to what's happening around me and, 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 you know, be very active like that. So I think all these skills really helped me to be where I am and connect this whole thing in a weird, wonderful way. So it always fascinates me in my life as well that everything I learned that at the time maybe felt like, oh, is this the right thing for me or this doesn't quite feel right or I'm not quite sure, it kind of the buildup of it helps us in creating our own businesses or anything. It's just interesting how together it sort of forms the knowledge that you need to be the person you are today. Yeah, totally agree with that. And so, so you start, so what was the path, but you're obviously over here. What was the path from, you know, moving from, from Poland and that kind of, uh, real, maybe traditional path in life in a way to, to going outside of the box and doing your own thing? 
Oh gosh, again. <laughs> like I guess it's, there's so many versions I could Let's give you. Let's do the T version. I'll try to be the T version. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, as you said, very kind of, uh, I would say for most young people my age from my country, kind of similar way of growing up, uh, spent my childhood and my growing up in Poland, very happy there, but there was no kind of, let's say, exposure to much traveling and studying abroad and all these kind of things. So um, after doing my BA degree in Poland, I decided to go to London um, and just do my MA there. Thankfully, my family was very supportive. Okay. They even filmed my first flight what? to London. Very, very kind of cheesy and amazing at the same time. So there's a video of me flying out and them crying. Bless oh. yeah, it was a big so was family a big moment. You know, it's one of those things like she's flying out, you know, so yeah. Into the big <laughs> and bad no one world. It's going to happen. Exactly. So yeah, that was the plan. I was supposed to be there for a year. Very happy to come back to Poland. I love certain cities where I studied even, and I was planning to find a job there and move back. Uh, but one thing led to another, and my constant curiosity, if I may call that, kind of led me from one place to another, which sadly, I'll just give you a very quick, weird example. I find myself at Christie's in a gown. Uh, during a royal kind of charity event for Task Trust, this company that helps elephants to basically survive and everything in the wild. And my illustrations were in a book next to big names, you know, put on charity kind of display. So I was like, what's happening? So it's it's a very weird moment, like this this example. How, how did that happen? I feel like uh, I missed a slot. You were like I doing your master's. What? Well, it's just all I'm trying to say is that I I was always just very curious kind of okay what is this city what is happening here it was so many more opportunities than what I always known from my small town and basically all I was doing is meeting people going to events using the old school gum tree back then there was nothing else available you know uh, meeting this person meeting that person asking that person for a coffee and just through this randomness of things I met this lovely actor who worked with royal family and me just literally I was kind of poked to come up to him and say hi in my awkward face yeah. and I was like hi I draw I have no idea Blah. and he just kind of understood something in between those lines <laughs> and kind of yeah, exactly and invited me for a coffee and we went from there he really loved my art and it was just this kind of randomness of things that I was just always very interested in talking to people, uh, asking them questions, learning about this whole world of, oh, you people don't just go to work and kind of home like I'm used to at, at you know, mm. let's say my country and my experience, but they actually do other things. So it was just very interesting for me to spread my wings and just kind of connect, connect, connect. And the more I was doing it, suddenly I stayed a bit longer. I got a job and here we are over 10 years in UK. What just happened? Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, but you're but you're saying it's random. But I want to highlight the point around curiosity and, in a way, taking risks and putting yourself out there. So, right, yeah. having those conversations because sometimes you know people think I'm not quite sure if my purpose or direction is in this line of work or what it is, and so I'm going to sit at home and numb out on Netflix because I'm not quite sure what to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rather yeah. than hey, that networking thing or that event, it might not quite align to, to what I think I want, but it's following curiosity and talking to people. And ultimately, people can, people can see if you're passionate about something and it sort of links you up. 
Yeah, I think between the kind of awkward question, you know, hi, can I talk to you? I think he could see that I do care to talk to him. So definitely nothing would happen if I was just sitting at home and worrying about life because you kind of have to just like step it out there. If you're just more curious than what you do right now and what I was doing, I, I liked my job. I was a teacher. I was teaching special needs children. I was doing art. So let's say that was covered uh, there that I was connected already to making art. But I knew that it's not kind of my end goal, if I may mm. say. Cool. Um, and so on the theme of this podcast, we're talking about uh, adversity and even, you know, ideas about crashing or rock bottoms or things like that. I mean, with, within those words in your life story, what kind of resonates with you? What showed up as far as adversity for you? Oh my gosh. I mean, so many things we can again list and um, you quickly learn that it's not all dandy and colorful and everything and there'll be fails and they're still happening. My gosh, it's not like now everything's fine and covered and all that. Now they're, they're even kind of bigger hits when you, when you let's say, invest your time and money into new ideas or new projects or something. So, um, but one story I always like to say kind of that comes back to me um, my dear now friend and guardian angel, whatever I want to call him, Mr. Darren Robson, who's an amazing businessman and charity owner, a charity called Mo, if anyone wants to check it out. So basically he was my, well, literally kick in the arse at the beginning of my um, kind of starting Natalka Design because he decided he just will help me. He doesn't know what way. I met him in this random morning coffee shop, one of those, again, interactions. And he told me that, come on, like, you've got enough talent, like, leave this job. What's happening? I have no clue how I'm going to help you, but you've got my number. Figure it out set up a website, call me when you're semi ready and just let's do it. And I was like, what? Um, so you, and were, then, you, were, you were in a day job. Were you considering taking this sort of leap or? No, no. I mean, I would, that's all I knew. And it's, I'm very practical. I'm very kind of, uh, my feet are well put on the ground, if I may say that. So sure. if I, <laughs> if I know that I have a job and it's not like my family can support me in any way, or I would never even ask for that. But basically I had this startup job. It wasn't paid at all. Well, it was long hours. I was hating my life, literally just like one of those, you know, day, days and times when you're totally not inspired to get up in the morning. And I met him and uh, long story short, uh, when he was kind of, we were actively meeting and he was helping me a lot to understand the business and just kind of tell me to do things I wouldn't even like think about and join meetings straight away that I was like, what the hell am I doing here? But okay, let's, let's bring it on. And then one day, like in a, in this whole kind of course of a few months that he was helping me things weren't going so well. Let's say I wasn't earning as much as I would hope. I was saying hi to so many people. I was like, mm -hmm. just the maths wasn't there. I was like, not happy that nothing's happening as I would think the energy behind it that I'm putting. And I went to see him one of the mornings that we planned and came all kind of upset. And I was like, okay, this is not working. I contacted so many people. I even discounted, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I'm meeting all these people. Like what's happening? Like no one's interested. Like what's happening? Like I'm not inspired. And he, instead of kind of starting our usual conversation, he just closed his book, got up, smiled at me. And he was like, talk to me when you're more positive. Ooh. And he left. And he was a, like a close friend at that point. And I was just like sitting there like, huh? 
like literally kind of needing to, you know, tell so much more and rant so much more about this whole like unfairness of this. And that was just the best lesson in my life, I think, in terms of getting it together, in terms of not whining and just really understanding that this is not the approach that's going to help me whatsoever. So I always like to come back to that story because it always brings me back to that kind of point of focus and keeping it positive and this is what's going to happen and just deal with it. So, so it sounds like that's a, sort of a skill that you've nurtured over time, um, how to be positive and stay upbeat and of course driven in, in every way that you are. But what was that time like when it just felt maybe overwhelming and negative and you just wanted to rant and maybe play out the victim. I don't know if that's too, yeah, too harsh. No that's, but totally, that, yeah. no, that's totally fine to say. And I think we all had these moments and yeah. just, I think it's, it's uh, mostly, let's be honest. It's, it's also the kind of security that you, that you lack because you put yourself into this thing. I kind I religiously left the job to start this new thing. I had no kind of proper connections. I was running around like a crazy person with this little website built somewhere by a guy that I even haven't met. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. And things like that. So you just kind of get insecure, obviously, about the money, obviously, about living in a very expensive city, yeah. obviously, about, like, not being sure what's going to be next. Like, how much more time do I put into this before it gets actually a bit scary, right? And yeah. the, the goal behind it, always the driver behind it is that I know I can do it. I know I've got some skills. I know I want to stay in London, I know that I just can feel the sizzle behind this idea that there will be need for this, but why, but why, but why, right? Mm. So I was in this kind of almost weird, you know, kind of learning phase, if I may, of this just being thrown into a world that I never knew in terms of running your own business thing out of nowhere and you're the only person that can literally talk to yourself, you know? Yeah, which is kind of stupid if you don't know, right? (laughs) When you think about it, like, why are you doing this to yourself, right? There's other jobs that could easily wait for you. At that point, I could have a very nice, comfortable senior, let's say, position in terms of being a teacher and stuff like that, at least. So that was always in the back. Did you ever Um, have, like, just really dark moments where you wanted to give up completely? No. That's one thing I'll I'll say that until today, even recently, I was at this event where someone was like, asked similar question and we were in this kind of circle almost and the question was asked and so many people stepped into that circle where they felt like they want to stop and I was just kind of one of three people out of, I think, 40 who didn't step into the circle because I feel like I really, really always wanted it and couldn't be more grateful for what's been happening and how this whole road has been developing. And so how do you think that that developed in you? Do you think that's always been innate, like from from growing up and maybe your culture as far as working hard and, you know, the thing about taking risks? Do you think that was something that was just always part of you? Or did you have mentors or people that you, I don't know, watched or learned from along the way in order to become like that? I think it's a mix of few things. It's it's a mix of just, as you said, kind of an innate part of myself as a human being, as a person that if I care about something and I'm passionate about something, I will do all I can to make this happen and at least make as much as I can so that I feel that I've put all my energy into it. Um, coming from a very hardworking family, my mom has been my kind of, you know, North star in terms of, uh, working hard and showing us that nothing comes for free and just, you need to be on it and you need to show up and 
things won't just come to you like that. And it does prove to myself and my brother when I observe him and his uh, successful business that he's running in Poland. Like we work hard and we, we were always taught to do that. Um, but also, as you said, you know, having Darren since the very start, someone who I just met, but someone so kind of um, confident, more confident in what I can do than myself at that point, mm-hmm. made this whole experience so much more, I don't know how to say it, but exciting, safe, and, like and pos- just have possible. Exactly, and possible. And just having that at least person, as you could see, at some point I had to run, but then very much it quickly switched into this super focus super kind of observing okay this didn't go well but i'll do five more things so that they will go well next time or maybe at least they'll make a difference so just i think it's a mix of a lot of things but at the main point is that i just always really wanted to do something with my skill and i felt like it's now or never it sounds cliche but i really felt that at that point Uh, but you're quite young still aren't you 32 at this point right um so you've yeah so you this drive has pretty much come quite early but interesting that example of the guy sort of uh, mentally giving you a bit of a slap across the face you know yeah literally um, yeah or shaking you a little bit yeah bless him darren if you're listening i love you (laughs) um did you did it did you find it within your nature to ask for help if you were struggling either mentally with your mindset around it or practically with things that you needed well I would say that uh, again with having Darren on my side at the at the very start that was just kind of so helpful to have that person to kind of bounce ideas off and talk to and obviously again my family my mom most of the time I mean she's my kind of you know girl the person to go to if I, you know, either have a stain on my jeans or I have a business mm. issue to discuss. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> everything practical. Exactly, right? So so that, but also I find that um, the more I get into it, the, the longer I'm in the business, I find more open-minded and kind of um, interested in asking people questions and being more curious and asking for help. And recently also I, I've met some wonderful people who've been almost kind of part of my journey and and helping and being there just whenever you need them and same I'm doing for other people so it's just this natural kind of now flow of it's okay to ask and it's okay not to know and you're just more kind of almost comfortable the further you go to ask these things so sort of building a community of like-minded people Oh, you realize that nobody's got it perfect everyone's in a certain phase of anxiety around what yeah. they're doing depending which phase exactly as we discussed yeah yeah and so yeah. just getting connect get, getting support from from those sorts of people yeah no totally and I, I I definitely straight away know of people that I could list it's not even about the names and stuff but mm. if again if they're listening they know who they are so of course yeah yeah. So what would you say were the, the biggest challenges uh, within setting up your business, maybe in that first year or two? I would come back again, at least myself, to the usual, gosh, I hope this will work because, you know, there's a limited amount of time and money that I have to work with. So mm. that's always been my kind of basis. I was earning okay before, but it was never that I had some sort of big chunk of money saved or I had no, let's say, investor to put into this you know, kind of concept or something like that. So um, it was always about the kind of how much time do I give myself and what can I afford to do, right? So I would say that this, unfortunately, the money would be always the kind of very basic stress yeah. um, 
reason for me going forward or not. So yeah, as as basic as it sounds, because I'm I'm sure that so many people would love to start something full time mm, or exactly. are, are sometimes stopped by that, right? So I, I sometimes say that if you can't just jump in into it straight away and you know, um, 360, literally maybe do it some evenings, then add to it more evenings, then maybe take four days at work and full on day work on that. So just do it gradually, not to freak out if it's really a dangerous thing to do. Right. And I think that's a really good point. It's like, where can, it's not all about the the bravery or insanity really to jump in with both feet straight away. It can be for some people. Um, but but if I reflect, I've been working, doing, having a side hustle of some kind from day jobs since 2009. Mm. So I've, I've been having side hustles Then I've worked, you know, day jobs three days a week and been off two days. I've worked day jobs four days a week and then had a bit of time on the side all the while investing in my skills, my knowledge, my community, my connections, my networking, uh, yeah. build, you know, building something to the point that now I'm in, I'm, I'm ready. I'm in a space to do this. And like you were saying, if not now, then when, um, yeah. so there's this interesting balance that is personal with assessing yours to yourself at what point do you jump and at what point do you invest? Of course, some people will invest forever and ever and ever in some capacity and never yeah. sort of jump, right? So, so but, but, but having the people in your life, like your, your friend who can sort of hold a mirror up to you, it sounds like that's kind of essential or really useful to get you on the path. Yeah, no, I think that's very important not to just be kind of on your own and not necessarily always come to your friends, let's say, with um, your issues, because it, it is really good to surround yourself with people who are in a similar boat. They run their own businesses. They understand the the kind of challenges that come with it. Let's be honest, uh, you know, if I'm not, let's say, with my team or with my clients, I'm running this on my own with my own brain. So it's so good to bounce ideas, ask questions, and just feel like you're not on your own because it can get sometimes very kind of, whoa, if you're not, let's say, working every day, at a company with a team and you're just used to that kind of community. Yeah. Uh, you can be feeling. isolated. So, yeah. What, yeah, what, what yeah. might be the challenge of asking friends for advice? I would say that it's not even about uh, a challenge. It's more that they won't understand exactly everything, how someone who can also be your friend or a colleague in the space, but they kind of um, are doing similar thing to you or are in the same space. So also to be fair with you, with my friends, I just rather... I'm really always curious to know how they are and talk to them about life and things that, Mm. you know, surround us as our lives more rather than just spend an hour discussing how I should, you know, figure out this next pitch. You know what I mean? So I find that the quality time with my friends is all about knowing how they are and kind of our lives more than work because it can really consume you then. And there's no kind of um, barriers to that as we were talking, right? And, and also at the very beginning stages, it can be the people closest to you, family and friends, and, you know, that mean well and have your best interests at heart that can also put some of the fear on you. Like, yeah. right? Like, are you sure? And uh, the job you're in looks so good and be careful. I mean, you, you had tr- quite a traditional background. Did, did your family and friends, when you were going to jack it in and jump into your own business, was there any like, oh, careful, don't know about this? Well, again, a funny story. When I first met Darren, 
ages ago for that coffee. At first thing, uh, before even work, I called my mom in the morning. I was like, mom, Ahmed, this guy, he wants to help me with my business and everything. And she was like, who's this man? <laughs> what does he want from yeah. you? So, you know, that natural reaction of Protective. like, obviously you're exactly because uh, it's not that she's not supportive because she couldn't be more supportive in what I do since I started everything in my life. But it was more the kind of, are you sure? You know, because her thinking was, I can't help you. You know that I'm here for you every day, but I can't help you, let's say financially or something. So are you sure? sure. And so the thing is, you're never sure, but no. the support <laughs> was always there. Exactly. Right. So, um, but one thing I can say that my family, my friends always trusted in my gut feeling and always trusted in my decisions and always knew that whatever I'm kind of up to, even if it's not, let's say, a success or something, they know that I'm doing it for a certain purpose and they know that I have my head straight and they just trust my almost kind of, I don't know, decisions and ideas and they just let me run with it. So that's an amazing thing to have. And then over the years, have you um, kind of found some routines or, or habits that you kind of try and use in order to allow your mindset to, to work in the way that it does? Well, I guess it's uh, for me, it's always a constant search. To be fair with you, I can never fully agree with myself on my, let's say, routines or something. I have certain habits that I really love and I'm working. But this year, I kind of every year I call something. And this year, I, I called it an organization year for myself in general, in terms of my business, in terms of my life and things like that. So I find that my brain always needs a bit more organizing and a bit more habits and a bit more new routines. So I'm kind of working on that. Um, but you've got that creative element, the cre uh, creative chaos brain. <laughs> I wouldn't, I don't like that. You know, sometimes it's kind of overused. Oh, she's a creative person. She can be like all around the place, which I, I understand where it comes from. And yeah. I do feel like I've got a bit of that and I'm always better. Let's say if you look at me with the miles bricks and everything, uh, I'm always better at talking to people. I'm talkative as we can see now, <laughs> you know, I have high energy and all that. So that comes from somewhere, but I always thought that if you want to do business and everything and you want to treat it seriously, you do need that structure. Like you can be all over the place, but when it comes to working and being focused and all that, and often, let's say I find myself working from home, if it's not clients mm. offices or somewhere, I do need to work and be focused and all that. There's no time to be like, oh my God, you know, this new Disney movie is beautiful no. or whatever. <laughs> Um, so how do you do that though? Are you just driven enough? Is there ever the risk that you, you work so long and hard that you sort of burn out a bit or how, what, what have you learned over the six years that, that maybe for now is your optimum way of working? Well, again, I'm still always working. I've, I have some new kind of ideas, uh, again, uh, set, by, set by my new, you know, let's say, uh, friends that work with me much more kind of how to do it best. And, and I'm still kind of changing these habits. But I would say that I've always, you know, even though I like to sleep, I always get up early. I always set myself up for okay. um, for now doing at least an hour, literally for only for the business before everyone wakes up and, you know, takes the calls and gets into your kind of email and agenda. I also, I mean, it might sound a bit funny, but I physically remove myself from doing certain tasks if I find that I'm not focused enough. I just don't dwell on it because you can qu quickly see if uh, your mind is literally going somewhere else. So let's say from doing 
this task. I'm going to literally physically move myself to do this task because this is not working for me right now. Mm. Um, so I just kind of observe myself how my focus works. I do take breaks because otherwise I think none of us is a machine. And even if you work at an office, let's be honest, how many times uh, I have friends who talk to me on Facebook messenger during office hours or, you know, or send me memes or something. We're all get distracted. It's natural. Um, but breaks and just kind of even to make sure that I don't do it for so many hours or something. I dance a lot for many years now and exercise and things like that. And just makes me literally move and leave my house at certain hour to do something that my brain can completely switch off from. It's such a good, like mindful activity, Uh, dancing or exercise or just like the chemical, like serotonin boost um, of, of moving your body in that way is great for, for creativity and refocus. Oh gosh, I agree totally with that. And it doesn't mean that you need to be, we're not just talking about being creative as a photographer or a painter or a dancer. Anyone can just be more switched on if you physically moved your body or removed yourself, at least even have a walk or, you know, just whatever you want to do. So many people now meditate. I'm still trying to get into it. (laughs) I I still have too many thoughts when I start meditating. So I prefer to still move physically and remove myself from somewhere. But, I feel like uh, it's finding yeah. what works for you because oh, I gosh, love yeah. a good um, boxing class or there you something, go, right? Because there's so much, I find there's so much adrenaline buildup when you're a high energy, connected, you know, yeah. uh, hardworking, focused person. And to actually stop is a bit of a shock to the system to yeah. do the real kind of sitting meditation. So I've, I've, I've sort of come to terms with the fact that doing a boxing class or, or moving or exercise or walking of some kind, you know, is, is a type of meditation for me. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I've tried yogas and everything and God knows how many thoughts I have during that downward dog, you know. So like, I just know that my brain is literally, oh, I haven't done this. I need to do that. I haven't called him something. And then when I do my boxing, as you said, or my intense dance class, when the only thing I need to focus on is what's the next step. I just, I'm, I'm nowhere there, but at that moment in that class. So I do, I I agree with you that you need to find something that works for you. It's like a mind body connection where you've got to use your brain for something else. Um, does does the stress and, and, you know, lots of thoughts ever affect your sleep? No, that's one thing that I'm very grateful for. Always been a good sleeper, even though I I'm one of those people that sometimes stays up too late and, you know, I don't have a Netflix. So that's a rare thing in this world. It is actually. Yeah. One thing I'll say, but I do kind of stay on this decision. And uh, not really. I just know that if I bring myself to watching all these series and movies, I'll just eat it up and my life's going to be kind of gone that amount. So I don't know how to say it. I know that I'm missing out on a lot of things. And if I talk to my friends about Game of Thrones, they all hate me because I don't have a clue what's happening. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I just, it allows I, you to stay focused. Uh, it's more that. But also, to be fair with you, I'm not going to pretend I used to read more. I would love to get back to it. And I find myself much more distracted in terms of reading. So anyone that has a good tip on how to really stay focused and kind of immersed in reading, please let me know. I do have amazing books, but it's just kind of audiobooks. Some- I find. Oh, for me, not really, because uh, I find that I tested it and I 
I tried audiobook, I'll give you a story, and I missed three of my tube stations when I was listening. <laughs> so it worked so well. That means it's working. <laughs> no, but also, like, I was actually, to be fair with you, after, let's say, fifth page of the audiobook, I was like, what just happened in that distance yeah. of time? Yeah, because so you're not fully focus. present. I need, to, I need to look, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, I, to be fair, of... to be fair, podcasts work for me because they okay. you can just dip in and dip out of them. Uh, and yeah. there's great ones around, you know, startups and, and well-being oh. and founders. And, but, but it does kind of feel like always learning that sort of, so, uh. so, so I guess there's an, but which, which I enjoy, you know, you talk about curiosity. I find yeah. that fulfills my need for, for curiosity. And we live in a day and age where you can learn for free constantly. Mm. Mm. Um, but then there is, I think the, the tricky thing and, and interviewing p- other people from, from startups and founders and, and all of that building their own business, um, burnout and stress affecting sleep are often the first things, the signs that sort of show up or, you know, comfort eating, um, isolating from friends, uh, you know, those sorts of things that just mess with your balance and can mean that you su- it suddenly becomes overwhelming. When actually, yeah. it's not sudden. It's been building up over long periods of time. Yeah. So it sounds like you've found certain things, even if they change over time, that you know you need to do in order to, you know, keep working at the, the level that you are. Yeah, I think, and it's also, uh, as I told you, my uh, the, the first dreams that I had, you know, backup dancer for Beyonce, I'm not kidding, My, oh, my right, one yes. of my biggest <laughs> dreams was to, you know, um, study dance professionally, and basically it's, again, something that wasn't um, available in my town at that point, so uh, it's one of those things where you just wanted to do certain things and you, you couldn't, so, I, you know, I signed up for violin and I played six years violin, but I was never passionate about it, let's yeah. say, as a kid, so I, I it's more like, it's not also like... Like, oh, I have to do to keep up the energy and everything is I actually enjoy the thing and I'm living kind of my childhood dreams, which makes me happy as a human, I guess. Right. Well, and I love that because um, I lived in a very sheltered situation growing up in a cult and we didn't have many opportunities as well. And and education was one of the ones we didn't have access to. And so that's where, you know, people are like, why are you always listening to stuff you're going to learn from? (laughs) Like, shit, fucking watch Netflix, right? Um, (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like the value of learning is so important. Like I'm so grateful for it all the time, but very simply because I didn't have access to it when I was younger and it sounds like a similar thing for you if you haven't had it the whole plethora of stuff you just value it in a different way yeah if I have a class on a Saturday and they play Prince and I can live my life for two hours like my next week is amazing you know what I mean (laughs) yeah it's one of those full gratitude um okay so uh finally uh, I mean, what advice would you give to maybe your younger self stepping into, you know, your own confidence and your own business or somebody else who's kind of going, oh, I don't really like my job. I, I, you know, I want some fulfillment and happiness, but I don't know what the right time is. So they're maybe riddled with that self-doubt stage. What advice would you give to them just to get them started? I would say, I mean, there's so many things you can say and so many smart quotes that we see on Instagram and every day, right? But I feel like certain ones will connect with you and certain ones you'll be like, meh. It's kind of the same thing, like tell a person, let's say, oh, you should lose weight or something like that. You can tell that person it for 20 years or stop smoking. And if they don't want to do it, if they're not in a mental place where they actually are like, I can't like probably say this, but you, you can know, swear. I'm, I'm, it's all good. Can I yes. fuck this? I'm going to yes. do it. There Love we it. go. <laughs> Sorry, didn't know. Yeah. So basically you just, 
at the end of the day, it's up to you. And if you want to kind of help your situation and do something and try this thing out, even if it's not going to work, or you're going to just do what you were doing always, because, you know, one of the first things is like, I could have all these people helping me around, but if I didn't want to do it or like put that energy, nothing would happen. So I would say if it's a bit scary, if you're used to your own routines, if you have that safe job and you're not sure, but you're not happy, but something's happening, I would say start talking to some people, go to maybe once a week, a month, as we said, some sort of event and open up about, you know what, guys, I'm doing this, but I'm actually interested in this. Just start talking about the thing because how many people do I know? I don't know, amazing poets or something like that, where they just literally keep it in their drawers and when they're going to be old, they'll be like, yeah, I used to write poetry. Like, who cares? Like, if you don't yeah. show then don't kind of exude that energy a bit more, then you'll be known as that guy that worked there and, you know, great that's thing it. for you. But that's it. So I would say don't look for these kind of almost inputs from outside because if you don't want to do the damn thing, it's not going to happen. So sorry, but you kind of have to train yourself to get up one day and be like, you know what, I'm going to spend an hour on trying to make this website. You know what, I'm going to go for these two hours and actually meet with these people, although it makes me super conscious. Or, you know what, I'm going to talk to that guy and tweet him and ask him if he wants a coffee and maybe I can give him some more details about my idea. So, sorry, but just he kind of have do to... It. Just fucking do it. Just try a few steps, even if they're not giving you anything at this at the beginning, as you could hear my story. Um, yeah. and, and, and I heard, like, what do you want to be remembered for, you know? Do you want to be remembered for the guy who was safely, safely in his day job or the one who actually took a risk and tried something? Yeah. And feel free to still have that safe job that lets you go to Barcelona for a weekend with your friends. Amazing. Keep that up if that's what you want to do. And it's a bit too scary. But if you can put certain amount of time that this is freaking my time to start this thing and figure it out, do it, like try it out. And even if that is a year of trying it out, my God, even if it doesn't happen, how much you have learned and how many people did you connect with? That's always the value. Lovely. Lo- love your energy. Thank you so much uh, for your time. If people want to connect with you or find out uh, about your, your business in more detail, where can they connect with you? Well, website, natalkadesign.com or on social media, it's at natalkadesign or, you know, number and email. I'm sure you will list these things, Petra. So, of sure, course, sure. I'm around. So, yeah, just say hi. You're in LinkedIn. Great. Well, we'll add all that into the podcast show notes. Um, until then, thank you for helping me with my phase one anxiety. <laughs> I, I love it. I appreciate it so much. Anytime you need a bit of a kick, let me know I'm here. Just it around the like, Yeah, you'll do the perfect, <laughs> like, uh, pay it forward with a pay kick, it forward, kick up the exactly. backside. Love Works it. well. It Thanks so much, Petra. Pleasure. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. If something helped you today, please do share this episode with a friend and let them know that they are not alone. I know that for me, isolation kept me stuck much longer than I needed to be. So let's practice courage and talk to someone about what's going on, as that's the first step to making life amazing. Check out my website, petravelsboer.com, for your free Kickstarter plan, which will teach you to turn your biggest weaknesses into your greatest strengths. Join the community of people who are changing the way they view life's challenges and living life to the full. Until next time, goodbye.